Uh, Paul Langlois and Greg Ball are here with us, and Paul has a new album out called uh, Not Guilty, and um, uh, playing a bunch of shows here in Ontario. Uh, Paul, thanks for coming. Um, Thanks for for having us. um, Is this, I don't want to sound dumb and naive here, is this the first time you've done a solo tour? It is, yeah. Um, I did uh, a, a solo record. This is my second solo record, but um, the first one uh, called Fix His Head. I wasn't comfortable with um, probably enough with myself uh, as a singer, as a uh, someone to look at, as someone that w- wanted to get a band together and kind of go out and play shows. Just didn't, wasn't interested. I was happy enough that I had made it, and then I basically... Uh, didn't do much to uh, support it, you know, uh, business-wise, but I was happy that I'd done it. And this time I was more comfortable, and I thought, you know, I'll do this record with a band, and I have a goal to uh, uh, to tour it. So this is back in the spring. And um, I also knew at that time that I wanted Greg and his band uh, give them an opportunity to hit the road because he's on my little record label, Chick Music, and I really believe in, in he and his songs. And so I thought, well, wouldn't that be fun because we're all a bunch of good friends in both bands so and that makes it and, and that definitely makes it easier that you kind of understand each other and so when you're thinking about putting a band together for this record it hey it's good fit right well good fit greg greg has his own band but he came in and sang backups on um two songs on on uh, not guilty and common ground and um you know we're we're, we're buds and um so i see him uh, quite often and, can't um, see it right now but i'm touching him i'm giving him a little <laughs> rub for saying that that's good yeah um Anyway, and then and I had uh, recently produced uh, Greg's uh, record, his second record uh, called Mr. Right Place. So I'd been in the studio with he and his, whoops, he and his band and um, got to know them. And as a record label, you know, I'm, I'm it for Jing Music. So that's it. Uh, I, I make the phone calls and, you know, try and get things done. And what I can manage to do is produce a record and get it, you know, mixed and mastered and, and the package together and sort of, you know, try and um, get those balls rolling and actually get it out. Um, but it really burns me out. It doesn't come naturally. It's really, uh, it turns into, you know, something that doesn't, you know, I get up in the morning and I'm just like, oh, I got to do this again for Greg. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. Well, we've <laughs> We we've known you, we've known you for almost. God, I hate to say it, it's almost thirty. No, no. How long has it been? Twenty five years. Tragically, hip. It's between twenty five and thirty. I don't. Yeah. I don't we've exactly known you know. that long. Why did it take so long for you to do a record like this? Uh, I mean, it, it. I guess it didn't really cross my mind. I, I mean, um, it didn't cross my mind at all. Uh, certainly for the first uh, fifteen years. And I don't know when when uh, Gord's first uh, solo record came out, Coke Machine Glow, which was, um, you know, it's probably ago. ten years ago. Yeah. Um, you know, I think all all the rest of in the band, uh, in the rest of us in the band were, um, you know, thought it was kind of cool that he did that, and um, we were we have more time, like from that point to this point, uh, much more time than we did before the fifteen years before that. Um, we were always either writing, recording. Or on the road, and um, you know, as we sort of uh, grew, you know, got older and started having kids and all that kind of stuff, we were we were lucky enough to manage our schedules so that we had more time on our hands. 
And um, I think at that point that Gord did that solo record, everyone was getting up to different things. I was um, uh, in and around the same time producing uh, Hugh Dillon's first solo record, uh, Hugh of uh, Flashpoint and the Headstones. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's actually why uh, Ching Music got started, it, yeah. in a way to just get that record out. And um, and then I did a few Ching Music records, um, and yeah, I wasn't sort of thinking anything about me and doing a solo record, even even for a number of years. It was only like a few years ago, I just decided to, you know, do sort of some organizing of some, some guitar stuff that I'd recorded. I, I went out to Bath and, and it was just me and the engineer for, you know, about three or four weekends. And um, yeah, I just started experimenting with drumming and and then I was like, well, I could maybe see if I could finish a song or two here and, and sing it and see what that sounds like. And, you know, I liked it more than I thought. So it's all led to um, to having fun with it. I'm now pretty pretty comfortable. And this is, you know, it's it's been, you know, it's a really fun tour. And uh, and I'm enjoying it. I'm trying to be comfortable up there as that guy. But it's difficult. Are you comfortable up there, Greg? You look it. Uh, yeah, I feel pretty good up there, but to be honest, okay, yeah, might have something to do with like the 17 beers in the afternoon and then <laughs> the really extended long nap before. I don't know. It might have something to do with that. It's good. Yeah. I, I do. I do quite enjoy the whole touring experience. I have to say it's been fun. Well, Seeing yeah. as I sort of skipped the van thing and just hopped on your bus. <laughs> so, uh, it's, it's been, it's been quite enjoyable for me. I was just glad somebody said like sleep with your feet towards the road. At this point, I would have a broken neck with yes. the way that Ron's driving. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> um, the new album is called Not Guilty. And when I first listened to this, you know, it seemed instantly familiar. Uh, the guitars, especially right up front. And then you come in. And, of course, it's it's not that we haven't heard you before singing or anything like that. But it seems very familiar there's something that connects us to you and that other band that you're with and yet it's your album and i like that hmm. but i, I want to well, talk thanks. about not guilty and i want to jump right into the deep end here and and wondering where your head was at when you went into this record with some of these songs because just going down the song titles there's a an air of finality here, of reflection. When you look at capital punishment, not guilty, pretty obvious. But then when I look right. at things like uh, it's dark, retirement, tables been set. Right. Yeah. Uh, what is the common thread Never looked that connects at it that all way, these Paul. things? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on here? Yeah, well, what aren't you uh, telling me, man? <laughs> leaving me in St. Catharines? Uh, you know, there's nothing going on that... Um, that I'm controlling, um, uh, you know uh, that the way you read it, I mean that's it's an accident of uh, sequence that um, you know not guilty happened to work in my mind musically um, after capital punishment. Um, yeah, so um, you know it's dark. I guess I don't sort of perceive my material as dark, but I was doing an interview. Um, I didn't do many uh, on my first solo record, um, but I did one um, on the CBC, on Q, with, with Gian Gomeshi. And, uh, you know, I played a song. He's like, come on over and sits down. He's like, so, wow, this is a really dark record. Yeah. And I was shocked. I was like, is it? And he's like... Yeah, it's pretty dark, and I, you know, it, so I decided 
that song it's dark i decided to sit down and write a song called it's dark and i just said it as a bad dream where dentists are circling and that kind of thing yeah. uh bad stuff and so call it it's dark you know retirement you know that's um you know, pe- some people retire. It doesn't have anything to do with me retiring or um, um, necessarily anyone I know. It's just, uh, um, you know, retiring from a uh, certain way of life or whatever. Um, I don't know what that one's about. But, I mean, yeah, all these things. Capital punishment, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to come out and say I believe in that because um, I don't know what my thoughts are. And I'm not interested to have many other people know what my thoughts are but that guy in particular the guy i was thinking of in my opinion deserved it so that's i mean i'm I'm just sort of looking for songs that um come out more than really try and um tick away at them um most of these happen pretty quickly and i don't i wasn't really second guessing the lyrics all right um uh is it is it easy to write songs for you this is not your principal kind of thing? Um, no, I mean, you know, within the hip, um, you know, Gord writes the lyrics and has done for a long time. And um, so, I mean, there's challenges of, of writing a, a whole song yourself and the lyrics for sure. Um, but there's also challenges within uh, our hip environment because, you know, you want the other four guys to like your tunes and say you get five chances every you know, if we do a three-day writing session, we're probably going to have 25 ideas. Okay, so that's, I got five, and I'm, you know, playing things, you know, sort of looking at, listening to things I've recorded, and trying to think, I don't know, you know, the guy's like this one, I can't tell. Like, it's very hard to tell until you you throw out the idea, and we start jamming on it. Some stick, some don't. And, um, you know, the difference, um, so I do find that challenging, but, um, you know, the difference with writing a song, you got to come up with sort of what it's about and that kind of thing. But I sort of just grab little lines um, here and there, you know. Um, I was saying earlier that Not Guilty was inspired by the incident in the bar, but if I really think about the chorus, um, I, I, I was obviously thinking of a guy in a jail cell, you know, like, don't, don't push me around don't twist what i said that kind of thing and um and then that was a perfect incident in the bar where greg saved me um i just sort of tied the the two ideas together finally came up with a scenario where this guy would end up into prison so i don't have a specific sort of way to do it um i wouldn't say i find it easy but um i find if if so far i've found once i have three or four songs the next one's come easier because I have to just, I got to write songs to, if I'm going to put out a record, I have, you know, need 10 at least. <laughs> um, tell me about uh, hearing loss. I hear the story. Will you tell us the story? Apparently you woke up one morning and. Yeah. It was the day after. It was the day after that bar. <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah, and there. the guy was, he was playing with my hair. Uh, and that's what was bothering Greg when he came, because, you know, we had all had a few, I didn't know these two guys. They were just kind of pissed off that, the, to be honest with you, that the manager of the bar sort of saw me behind them and was like, what do you have, Paul? And, you know, I was like, yeah, well, whatever I order at that particular bar, pie keys or whatever, and um, the guys didn't like that, and he was actually playing with my hair, so I do have a small bit of paranoia that he stuck his f- dirty finger in my ear, but... Um, 
<laughs> I know, I know that that's not the case, um, but it was uh, a coincidence. Uh, the next morning, uh, two years ago, I woke up, um, you know, thought my ears were plugged, uh, didn't really perceive, uh, walked uh, our daughter to the bus stop, and I was kind of not really hearing her too well, but I was thinking, okay, well, I was out pretty late, you know, I'm just, I guess, a little maybe a bit foggier than I thought I was going to be. Um, and then it just became obvious over the course of the day that, um, I was in fact having a real hearing trouble and then it became very obvious. We went up to Toronto and actually went to a Ryan Adams show and, um, Ryan, not Brian, but, um, then I realized in the hotel, I put the phone up, um, you know, just to whether to order room service or whatever. And while it was ringing, I decided to check my right ear cause then I was starting to perceive, oh, it's the right. And there was not a sound. And um, so I went through a lot of stuff after that to try and fix it. Um, but one of the things I did was Google sudden hearing loss. And yeah. there it was. Male between 46 and 52, always one ear. Not always total deafness, but mine uh, was total. So I had, I mean, I finally stopped hearing tests because um, I had a lot of them. And uh, yep, so totally deaf. They don't know what causes it. It's pretty rare. Scare the crap out of you? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was, I, I was worried that, um, about, um, music and about whether I could, uh, you know, uh, be able to assess my own accuracy yeah. as far as singing backups and all of a sudden, you know, that, that was going to change and this was going to be a big adjustment. We were in the studio at the time recording our last, uh, record now for plan A and the boys were very understanding. Uh, you know, my wife was really upset. I mean, I was upset, but, um, I kind of knew, I could tell it was gone. I could tell it was, it's not only it can't hear, it doesn't understand sound. I mean, if I stick a loud headphone in my right ear, it's just like a, a light tapping and crank it. Yeah. Uh, the kick drum taps, but there's no uh, perception of sound. So I knew it was gone, but, you know, I, I had to sort of do the due diligence and try and fix it for a couple of weeks. But the thing about sudden, sudden hearing loss is the only cure is, called spontaneous recovery, and it ha only happens within the first seven days. So I knew it was gone. Um, once I sort of discovered back in the studio that, no, it's okay, you know, it's an adjustment. But um, So I've adjusted. You know, if you notice, Greg's on my left. When, when um, If I get up in a bar or if, um, and join a band or if I'm in sort of a situation, um, I just need to be on the right of people. And... Um, but that's about it. Music doesn't, uh, you know, I, to be honest with you, it's not, doesn't sound as good. <laughs> Just about yeah, half. You know, it's not as enjoyable. I used to love listening on the headphones, you know, and um, listening to stuff we were working on or stuff I was, you know, uh, helping produce or whatever. And um, I had one ear at a time kind of sucks. But otherwise, it's, uh, yeah, I've been sort of counting all my other blessings ever since. So it's worked out fine. All right. Hand me that. Record right behind you, Joe. Long answer. That one That's right a great there. answer. <coughs> now, um, was there a, the other night? Was I was I sitting on your left? And I was leaning over and was talking too loud. And didn't you give me shit for that? No. Didn't that happen? No, you were. You asked me if you were. Oh. No, and I said right. you weren't, bud. All right, good. The reason I'm asking you all these questions, so we're going to doing an old adjustment here, so you're not having to play with that. Okay, no problem. reason I'm asking you all these questions is that we really don't know much about you. 
when right. you think that you are a member of one of this country's most loved bands, it's incredible that you have retained a great deal of anonymity. You know mm. what I mean? I'm not saying that you can go into a coffee shop and nobody will recognize you, but there's something to that. 98 is, times out of 100. Is this, well. is this by design? Um, you know, in this era, everybody has got a blog and sharing stuff, and we kind of are almost in the back pocket of a lot of artists these days, and mm-hmm. we know what's going on almost a daily basis. Now, I know you have a Twitter account. It sounds, looks like it's relatively new. Oh, and yeah. You do have a Facebook page and all that kind of stuff, but they're more recent. Yeah, you know, those are very recent Recent things now. and all the rest. But is, is this by design that, you know, you five guys are pretty much, an, pretty much a mystery to most of us? Well, I think it was by design as we um, began to um, get uh, more popular and, and have uh, more success. I think we made decisions specifically to, um, you know, remain um, sort of uh, not mysterious per se, but I think that's what happened. Remain out of um, sort of the frame of the the music business within the big cities. Um you know, we chose to stay in Kingston, based ourselves out of Kingston for quite a while um, in the early years. We toured and we were happy to sort of do interviews and that kind of thing, but we were actually more just doing our own thing and trying to fill the clubs. And, and a lot of times it was playing Thursday, Friday, Saturday nights and trying to fill it by Saturday by, by word of mouth. And so I think that way of thinking just um, sort of seeped into the way we were doing things. And, and we just felt like, nah, we won't go to this or that, uh, you know, too many award shows, too many sort of uh, functions, only just because we felt like we were a nice solid core and let's just keep it like that. It was long before all this stuff, you know, um, that uh, Facebook, Twitter, um, social media, connection with your fans, fans um, are used to and want uh, more from, from the artists these days. And that's fair enough. You know, the fan and the artists are getting... Uh, closer, and I accept that, and I, and I actually learned probably way more about that um, with with my with Ching Music, with my label, and um, with producing, you know, Greg or or other artists that are on that label. Um, that you really have to. I mean, if you're not gonna, you know, tweet and Facebook, well, no one's really gonna care because we're not 20 years old, and you know, it, it seems like the 20 year olds can get that that big movement or 25-year-olds going because they'll stay up late and check out a band that's coming through Regina and not going on till midnight. Um, so when it, that age group can make things happen, but um, it's very difficult to make anything happen in the music business. And so why wouldn't you try through Facebook and, and all, all the other uh, social media? But uh, we always, um, I, I won't speak for everyone in the band, but I always liked that um, there was an air of mystery about us um, just because it was cool. Yeah, and yet I, I've never had the opinion that you guys kept an arm's distance from everybody. If you ever encountered anybody, you know, you're you're willing to spend the time talking to those diehard fans that love you so much. Oh, yeah, we always – I mean, we never had um, like a, a, a tough – I mean, we had some tough-looking pictures. Had some angry pictures. You pointed one out the other day, Greg. Which one was that? It was from our very first uh, blue record. I'm looking like a very angry, angry young man. <laughs> the baby record, uh, we call it, the EP. But anyway, um, 
Yeah, I mean, we've always uh, liked being uh, nice and sociable and talk to the fans for sure. And then, and then within all the other uh, musicians, you know, band like Blue Rodeo, we started at the same time. You know, we've we've always been had had really great, nice, friendly relationships with uh, a lot of our a lot of other uh, artists over the years. Uh, we just sort of hung back a little bit. Um, and I, I think our, our sort of the air of, of uh, mystery of sort of the unknown, the fact that we're not overly recognizable um, is probably due to when we were kind of at our most popular. Um, we were in, you know, kind of based out of Kingston. I mean, Gore Downey and I had moved up to Toronto, but um, it was only recently. And, and um, so I think it sort of just stuck all the way through. You also, here's another observation, and I could tell because I've got some big fans here behind me, is that you have avoided uh, any explanation deconstructions of your songs. And it's interesting, I've been shooting you deliberate questions here about, you know, about the darker tones of your current solo record, but it's not a habit of the tragically hip to explain your music and your songs. You left that open to all of us. Well, I think so, and and I think the nature. I mean, these are Gord's lyrics, and and it's his choice. I mean, I've tried, but um, yeah, the I mean, the beauty of a song is it's really um, it's up to the listener. So you know, um, I'm sort of walking that tightrope now. Say in in, in this interview, just um, sort of. Um, I think it's okay for me to sort of give the the sort of uh, incident or that uh, that inspired, was a jumping off point, or um, and sometimes not. Uh, I think it's always nice as a listener if you kind of you know you just kind of make up your own, see what it does to you. To, it's sort of a feeling you create. So certainly with Gord's lyrics, uh, you know, are very. Uh, they evoke a lot and and there's a lot of stuff in there and so i can totally understand um i wouldn't necessarily want to hear uh the explanation for all of them but i've certainly asked him about a few you know for my own personal curiosity i <laughs> you and um, i'm in the van so i get to know and you don't <laughs> you uh you guys produced um, a new movie i guess it's the second right uh bob cajun and mm. It's about a lot of things. It's about a concert of the hip in Bob Cajun, very special event. Uh, it's about you guys a little bit, but it really is about is about your fans mm-hmm. and their love affair with the band, the music, the lyrics, its place in their lives. When you watch that movie, what did you learn about your fans? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, there, there's some pretty uh, sketchy people in that film. I have to uh, admit. <laughs> well, you know what? Um, uh, they lived it. Yeah, I'm trying. They're they're all kind of uh, coming to mind, and um, you know the ones that are really, uh, you know, take it pretty far, the hip thing pretty far. That they, they're really genuine about it, and they seem like, you know, really nice people. I, I'm pretty uh, impressed. I was so convinced when we first saw it that um, the older uh, ladies. You know, when they were asked, what do you think of the hip? I was convinced they were going to say, you know, we don't like them or whatever. And they were just, oh, we love them, you know. And um, so I was definitely struck by, um, you know, just a, a really nice feeling, you know, that, that uh, these these people really uh, love our music and, and uh, it's had an effect on them. So that's uh, doesn't get any better. It not a great when music transcends every age, you mm-hmm. know, not – 
it's not only you could hope that you know the people you know that are of your age or in your peer group will definitely understand what you're talking about but to to know that people who are children or kids and teenagers are discovering it and then you've got those old folks in town who understand immediately what it means that has to be gratifying it is very much so and at our shows we still see a lot of young people but that's what happens with with uh, music i think it still happens but you know older brothers and sisters mostly yeah uh you know turn on uh their younger brothers and sisters to their tunes and uh the 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 things they like and you know they like some of them they don't like all of them but um they sort of you find out from the older people and you know there's a lot of parents that um you know have sort of exposed uh their their kids to our music and uh, it's a great thing. There's nothing. There's still, in my opinion, nothing more powerful than people talking, um, and I guess that kind of includes. I guess it does include, but it's not quite the same as face to face. About hey, you got to check out this band. It's really cool. Yeah, like really, to, that's hard to tweet in 140 characters. You know, it just um, and live music. I mean, we come from a live, um, so it just feels like the, there's no better way than to just sort of get people talking about you, and we're incredibly lucky to have all these fans that you know that probably gonna continue talking about us <laughs> when you uh, when you do this new record do you feel like you're singing for your supper all over again it's like starting over um, or you do not even think about that no i'm not uh um i guess i'm not i mean it's certainly um you know it's not cheap but lucky enough uh we have a studio that i can um record at and I feel like i'm riding your coattails but that's how i feel <laughs> Well, and I'm so totally comfortable with it as well. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't have that thing about your hair, I'd pull. I'd be holding on to your hair and your coattail. Now you just touched upon something. I, I do want to say this, and I kind of wrap it up with this. I've got uh, a gold record here from the Up to Here record, and um, I'm looking at this picture of you five guys, and uh, except for your hair's being shorter and you're not wearing the acid wash jeans, mm. you're very well preserved. Oh, you're looking. You think so? You look pretty good, man. For yeah. uh, who's dude who's been around the block and rock and roll for a long time. You see this? I'm not sure. You, of course, you yeah. never look back on your past. Those and I was like, are those acid wash, bud? Really? I know. I think uh, Michael Going. Michael Going is the artist who did that, and he it was a Polaroid. Okay. He'd sort of scratch it. He kind of acid washed them on me. <laughs> that is a picture outside of Boston Club, and I forget the name of the club, but um, and he rode on the bus with us, and. Um, he had a, we had a bit of a tough time. I mean, it was a couple of days. He was just taking some shots of us, and he was but he's an amazing artist. So hopefully, he doesn't listen to this. But you know, it was like <laughs> it was like he had scurvy or something. You know, he just kept asking for oranges. And, Do you have any more? And we were, you know, at the time certainly well, beer dude, and smokes was dude, all you we look, could offer. You look great. You look amazing. Oh well, thanks you very much. Amazing. You know that that that's uh, very nice because Greg and I uh, we had uh, you know never read the comments when you. You know, when you read the comments on a, you read an article and then yeah. you scroll down and you know, there's a particularly yeah. bad picture of me recently in the Kingston paper. And, um, I'm going to find him too. I'm gonna find Tear him, him apart, eh? Oh, he's a local, like he's a dink around Kingston. <laughs> Is he that has, right? He comments on everything and it's all negative because you can go back and you can see what he's written. And he said that both of us look burnt. Come and there was a few. Anyway, it's very nice of you to say so. I'm, uh, I'm happy that you think. 
and not in a suntanning yeah. kind of way like not like just like burnt like just <laughs> as in burnt out right well maybe I don't know. he said we were both burnt but then you know greg obsessed about that because he also said he, he wanted to take greg's record back and so greg he's got to be managed a little bit but he's immediately on facebook saying i'm looking for elva Elvac, tell me to tell him to come down to the bar. I want to give him his ten bucks back. Greg is a bartender, but he has to bring me the CD as well. Yeah, and I want to see your face. And I want to see his face. I'm like, dial it back a bit, bud. Let's just (laughs) let's just whoa. A lot of people I'm not allowed to talk about. I'm not going to mention it on the radio. Yeah, perfect. (laughs) So uh, this to the I guess you're doing this till Christmas, and then yeah, pretty much we go. uh, Yeah, we're going all the way out west. Um, We finish in Vancouver, I think, on December 13th. And then we're going to do a Kingston show uh, um, a week after that at the Grand Theater. Um, and then that'll be it. I'll never do it again. <laughs> never? <Yeah. No. laughs> Come on. This actually sounds like you've been having some fun. I mean, look at you guys. It's been a lot of fun, yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm just kidding about that, but this it will, will uh, certainly satisfy that part of me for a significant period of time is the way I'm looking at it. and. Ten years of reunion tour, maybe, or something like that. <laughs> something like that. But we're getting the tour back. We're getting the not guilty tour. Have you seen Greg? Uh, yeah, I heard he was up in Renfrew. That's a... <laughs> Waiting for you to retire. I thought that's where you and I were going to retire. I'm yeah, we have talked about that. But uh, anyway, um, yeah, we're going all the way out west, and we're having a lot of fun on this not guilty tour. All right. And what about that other band that you work for? Um, yeah, well, we haven't, um, everyone's up to their own, um, thing right now. Uh, Robbie, Rob Baker is on the road with me. He's in my band. Um, which is nice to have, um, him with me and, um, with all of us really. Uh, he was always, um, it was very encouraging to me as far as, uh, you know, my first record went. So when I was thinking about a band for this one. I thought, well, I'll ask Robbie. He seemed to be pretty into it. We did do two gigs, and he was in the band both times, and he seemed to be very into it. So he was. He said he was happy to do it. He's happy to be here. I check with him every single day. You sure, Rob? You cool? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so uh, nice that um, that he's here. But we don't, Rob and I don't sit around talking about, so, you know, what are we going to do? Yeah. What's the hip going to do now? And, um, because I think everyone is just... Um, you know, either recording or uh, thinking of recording or, you know, d- doing stuff musically and taking some time. We knew this was coming because uh, Now for Plan A came out, you know, October uh, 2012. And and we toured it basically up until recently, up until September 13th. So we, uh, September 13th. So um, I knew the fall was going to be pretty open. I think we all did. Uh, we haven't really... Um, we haven't really talked, uh, like sat down and officially sort of talked about, okay, what's next? I got to assume, I think we're all assuming that, well, what's next is we get together and start writing and looking towards another record and, and um, keep it going. There, there are no real gigs on the horizon, um, but uh, we're certainly together and we're certainly uh, going to do something as soon as we... Sit down, which right. I would I would hope would be in the new year. I'm going to backtrack slightly for one just observation more than anything else, but there's something about, and I'm sure it happens with you guys every night. I'm hoping it does, and certainly happens when I watch the hip play. Is there's that moment in which during a show, the band locks in 
and it's almost it just lifts off or something like that Mm -hmm. is that easy to find and do you know you're in it when all five guys are connected and all of a sudden these it almost seems like i don't know yeah um yeah within the hip yeah but yep it happens um quite a lot and um you can feel yeah, I think it when, you, you can, can feel, feel it when you're you know? watching you can just see it now and I go like look at that it's like, well there's certain um i think those moments are are uh, due to you know we played together a lot we know sure. what um we know what we're doing we know what what each other is doing but there's certain points in certain songs that hit really hard sometimes it's just right off the head of a song um but then other times there's a certain power center to a particular song and i think um you know from within the band uh we have quite a few of those and uh you know i i would say in my uh me and my band um we're we're searching for those and that they do exist um but we haven't been playing together as long and what's and this is a kind of you know we're eight gigs into a 24 gig tour and um so far so good but it, you know it it kind of takes time to get that going montreal is a really good one for you guys yeah did you think so but i thought so yeah yeah, that's good to hear. Felt good up there. Yep, you guys awesome. are very tight too. The Greg Ball experience. <laughs> I don't mean to call you that, man. but Greg Ball and his yeah, band. Yeah, that's nice. But you guys, um, you know, obviously, you know, we've been practicing a lot. Yeah, rehearse been, a lot. We've been nervous. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's it. Paul, well, thank you. Greg, thanks, thanks very much. Man. That was great. Glad to be here.